0: My name is Colette Richenberger, and Judy Carroll and I have written a historical narrative for children called Cameos of Courage. Last time, we took a look at Maddie to see uh, what she was going to do as an abolitionist, but the burning question now is why did they come? The New England Immigrant Aid Society assisted Madeline and her family as they planned their journey west. It was hard for Maddie to leave her home, her family, and her pet until Grandpa promised to take good care of her cat. Her mama and she cried when they kissed Grandma goodbye at the train station in New York. Maddie was afraid she would never see her again. Grandma reminded Maddie she was a courageous young girl. Now Judy will share
1: why the family came to Kansas. Papa says I'm the most determined girl he has ever met. Papa teases me and says I inherited my stubbornness and red hair from Mama. If one is determined to do well for the right reasons, it is all right to be stubborn. I want to do all I can to end slavery, he said. Papa is an abolitionist, and so am I. I heard discussions back home in New York about abolitionists. One time, I went to an anti-slavery meeting with Papa and heard two women speak. The first, Susan B. Anthony, believed women should have the right to vote the same as men. It was before Mama was sick and she went with us. Mama and I both stood and shouted hurrah at the end of Miss Anthony's talk. Just think, Maddie, you will get to vote someday, Mama said. The second speaker, A runaway slave named Sojourner Truth was taken from her family when she was about my age. She started her speech by singing. Her powerful voice filled the corners of the large hall. Everyone listened. I felt chills as she sang of the sorrow of slavery. After I heard Miss Truth speak and sing, I was more determined than before to work for freedom for all slaves. Papa... Miss Truth talked about people helping Kansas join the union as a free state. What did she mean when she said we could help? I asked after the meeting. Maddie, there are many ways to show our support. People can help by moving to Kansas and taking others with them to vote on whether or not Kansas joins the union as a free state. When Congress passed the Kansas-Nebraska Act in 1854, it allowed people living in the territory of Kansas to decide what kind of government they wanted. That is called popular sovereignty. Another night, Papa and I heard Harriet Tubman speak about the Underground Railroad. Papa gave me a copy of The Liberator, a newspaper written by William Lloyd Garrison. The Liberator and other newspapers published by abolitionists called for people to move to Kansas. Papa said the newspaper publishers pushed the abolitionist cause to the forefront by providing information to the public about the abolitionist movement. The New England Aid Society asked for volunteers to go to Kansas Territory to vote Kansas into the United States as a state without slavery. One night after supper, Papa set down his coffee cup and told his brother, Paul, I'm moving to Kansas. I'm not surprised to hear that, brother, said Uncle Paul. We both had been thinking a lot about Kansas. We could help prevent slavery there. Besides, this area is getting a bit too crowded with settlers. My family and I will move with you. I was ready to pack my bags and move to Kansas, too. Mama had been sick with cholera last year, so Papa thought she should come later, after the cabin was built. Mama, you can't live in a tent for long. You're not strong enough yet, Papa said. I know you are afraid I'm not able to make the trip but I'm going to Kansas, mama said and stamped her foot. Papa and I knew mama meant what she said. Owen's mama died of cholera on Uncle Paul's birthday. Still mourning, he sold his flour mill and the farmland he owned in New York. I'll need this money in Kansas, he said. Papa sold our home too. Soon after that, we started our trip to Kansas Territory. Uncle Paul and my cousins, Owen and James, traveled with Papa, Mama, and me. Papa and Uncle Paul wanted to arrive in Kansas and build our cabin before winter. They planned to build a second cabin as soon as the weather got warmer. We rode on trains for the first part of the journey. The day we left Rochester, Grandmother, Grandfather, and all four of Mama's brothers came to the train station to say goodbye. Grandmother, Mama, and I cried. I didn't know if we would ever see each other again. Have courage, Grandmother whispered in my ear as she hugged and kissed me goodbye. Study your lessons and write to me often. I will, I answered, not quite as determined or brave as I wanted to be. Tears crept down my cheeks. Even though the train was big and loud, I thought the other passengers could surely hear my heart beating. Ashes and cinder dirt filtered through the inside of the train car. Soon the pretty blue-flowered dress grandmother made especially for the trip was covered with soot. Dear God, give me courage. I prayed as the train moved slowly through the valleys and hills of the countryside. The rivers and lakes were filled with water from recent rains. Owen and I sat between Papa and Mama and watched the other passengers. I did not think many of them looked courageous. If anyone asks where we're going, tell them we're going to Kansas Territory to stake a claim for land, Papa said. Before we arrived in St. Louis, we changed trains several times. There we boarded a steamer, which took us up the Missouri River. It traveled slowly as it pushed against the current of the river. We got off the boat in Kansas City, and Uncle Paul and Papa bought a wagon and two strong horses for the final portion of our journey to the settlement called Lawrence. They bought flour, sugar, coffee, a coffee pot, a kettle, a new iron skillet, tin plates, and food. I'm not sure this iron skillet is as good as the one I left back home, but I'm glad to have it, Mama said with a smile. Wait, we can't go yet. We need one more thing, Papa said. As we started to leave, I didn't see where we could put one more thing on our wagon, not even a thimble. Papa wasn't gone long before he returned, leading a brown milk cow. Oh, Thomas, we'll have milk. Mama said. And better too, said Uncle Paul, as he walked up behind Papa and placed a wooden churn on top of the loaded wagon. The determined
0: Clarks have now made it to Kansas. In our next session, uh, Judy will be reading about how they put their abolitionist uh, ideas in place to actually help someone on the Underground Railroad.